0: Welcome to Season 11 of Retrain Your Brain with me, Chartered Psychologist, Dr Audrey Tang. As usual, it's about 10 minutes on my couch to reframe life's little questions. Today, as many of us are beginning to look towards our New Year goals, I wanted to ask the question, are you addicted to reward and to look at the power of dopamine and the ways in which we can retrain our brain. Our brain is our most valuable tool and yet 21st century living seems intent on making it redundant. Most things now arrive at the touch of a button. Fast food, shopping, even potential relationships allow us to swipe left and swipe right. Add to that the stress of working to pay for all of those, competition, feelings of lack as we pursue the hedonistic treadmill in the chase for monetary pleasure, it is really no wonder that our mental, emotional and physical health are all suffering. Then, add to this the broad stroke that we are really no longer taught to seek lifelong fulfilment, but rather success. In inverted commas, as set out by a defined set of criterion, namely what is popular or praised at the moment, or what our schools want to teach us, there is very little focus, unless we're really lucky, on building inner values in education, because it's more important to win, to have power, to succeed within the defined framework. I do know before I get any emails, that a lot of campaigners are working against this and wanting to bring well-being onto the curriculum, and I absolutely applaud that, because this framework is currently competitive. Not everyone can win, and so often efforts are not recognised until they place you at the top or at the bottom. It is important to recognise those who are trying hard, but if we don't, we have a perfect storm for an addiction to reward, an addiction to achievement. The brain likes to feel comfortable because discomfort can be interpreted as a threat and the easiest form of comfort is stimulate the reward centre, the mesolimbic dopamine system. The problem is this natural reward system where we achieve something, we produce a bit more of that feeling, makes us feel great, is that dopamine is not discerning with what it's stimulated by. So, for example, healthy relationships, achieving a long toiled for goal, learning, all of that can result in a similar hit to the first bite of comfort food after a tough day or a notification on our phone, which keeps us going back to check up for more, or a hookup. Even stress, psychodrama, and anger could stimulate the reward system because that may be what someone has become used to. And also, if it's about someone else, we feel safe. So we're actually being rewarded sometimes by other people's misfortunes. Recent research has suggested that dopamine, rather than being the pleasure centre, as it was more often known previously, is simply a reward centre. It gives us a sense of pleasure, but we need to spend a bit of time working out what behaviours we want rewarding and thus need repeating. So, for example... An instantaneous reward of a video game level unlocked or a purchase, because shopping can give us a dopamine hit, can allow the brain to be stimulated and want more. This can unfortunately get us sucked into many unhealthy behaviours. Our task is to learn to make choices for long-term fulfilment rather than fleeting pleasure and practice those long enough to rewire our reward system. But why is it, you may ask, do we succumb to this instantaneous reward? Well, if you think that the reward centre has been there for years upon years and years. In evolutionary times, many, many, many years ago, we actually wouldn't necessarily know if we were going to survive to the end of the day. We were built for survival. So we think very short term because of that. But now things have changed. Our systems maybe need a bit of catching up to do, but our brain is so capable that if we teach it, it can relearn. So let's have a quick chat about dopamine and how it does affect the brain. Well, dopamine is a neurotransmitter made by our bodies, which transmits messages between the nerve cells and it affects a number of physical functions, including learning, motivation, Focus, heart rate, sleep, and it does play a role in how we feel, such as pleasure, or think or find things interesting. Too little of it can be associated with health issues such as Parkinson's or ADHD, and too much of it can cause some of the symptoms seen in schizophrenia. The problem is, for many of us, having a quick fix of pleasure is so easy. And that first taste of, especially a guilty pleasure, it's really, really pleasurable. But dopamine is not long-lasting. And so in the same way as the third bowl of ice cream not only doesn't taste as nice as the first but probably is making us feel a bit sick, we still seek that initial hit but we really ought to try to learn to find things that are more fulfilling. Because once we're caught in a cycle of addiction and the brain is looking for its next fix, we need to be even stronger to fight it. And you know what? Another problem here is we don't want to learn to fight because life gives us stress. It places us in positions where we have to do things we don't want to. And so we almost kid ourselves. I deserve this reward. And we don't want to think about whether it's healthy long term. So given that our brains are wonderful, we can learn to make them work for us because of something known as neuroplasticity. Certain actions can reprogram the brain's chemistry and so making healthier choices becomes easier the more we do them. So this is how we can seek pleasure in other healthier ways engaging our other hormones, happy hormones and neurotransmitters. Number one, get out into the sun when it is sunny. Not only does it stimulate the natural production of vitamin D which boosts our immune system but it also increases the amount of serotonin and endorphins we produce. Number two, exercise. This can release endocannabinoids as well as endorphins and dopamine, especially if you achieve your exercise goals. Number three, laughing. Not only does this trigger a release of endorphins, which is the body's natural painkiller, but if you're having a giggle with friends, you'll elicit the bonding hormone, which is oxytocin, as well. Number four, stroke a pet. It's not only human hugs and affection that generates oxytocin, but our pets can stimulate its production in us and also benefit themselves. Add to that, if we even just watch someone else do something really positive or kind, oxytocin can be generated too. Number five, meditation and deep breathing. This produces GABA. And if you combine that with nature and sunlight, you get the extra boost of serotonin. And finally for you, Adrenaline junkies, roller coasters or extreme sports. You know what? If that's what you love, you will benefit from that sense of adrenaline in a healthy way. And if you're less adventurous, try a horror movie. That might just do the trick. There are so many ways we can gauge our brains far more healthily. Give some of them a go and see if you can also retrain your brain to do what's going to work for you long term. And that's all we have time for. But for more, do check out my website, www.draudryt.com, which has links to my YouTube channel where I've got loads of practical tips. Or join me on Tuesday nights at 9pm on NLive Radio for the Wellbeing Round, where I talk to tons of amazing guests on everything to do with mental health and fitness. That's www.nliveradio.com.